Athletic Maple Leafs podcast. My name is Joshua Cloak. And I'm David Alter. Last week we were south of the border in Buffalo at the Key Bank Arena. Yes, Key on Bank location. Center. On location. We are yeah. now on location again at the MasterCard Center for... Hockey, hockey. hockey Excellence. That's yes. what it is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Montgomery Burns Special Award for Outstanding right, Achievement right. in the Field of Excellence. We're in a, we're in a yeah. strange little room overlooking for the, the, uh, the pads. Um, Leafs practice today, their first practice since, they, since the regular season ended. Yep. They had Monday off. Um, and a bit of a, a bit of a zoo around the team today. Yeah, this is you know this is not unexpected. I mean, uh, the good news, or maybe not good news, but the reason why it wasn't even crazier than it could be is because there's no traveling media here yet. Right. And in Washington, there are some, but there aren't a lot. So that's that's like the biggest thing. Uh, there's. There's all kinds of cameras. I even talked to one of the players, and they were like, well, yeah, everything is amplified. It gets yep. noisier. It's even noisier in and around here. So this is, um, this is exactly what, they, what it's going to be like for the next little while. It's quite exciting, and um, it's all news, news, news. Well, let's, before we get into some of that news, let's just you know, talk about where you think the team is at because you know, much the same, I was talking to some of the players today about you know, how they're feeling and, and how they're dealing with, with all these extra people around and all the extra little things that, that come with the playoffs. And to me, it didn't seem like anybody was all that phased, at least the players I spoke to. Uh, that's probably a matter of them gearing up to this over the past few weeks, even though they would never say it. The playoffs were something that maybe in the back of their minds they knew were coming. Um, but I do you think this young Leafs team is... is ready to deal with the playoffs whatever that means yeah I mean I think they've got the right coaching and mindset for it but I don't know if they're quite there yet yeah. it's going to be it's really strange and you know even though they did some things to kind of get them there we saw some subtle changes with William Nylander being put back in the uh, yep. shutdown yep. trio and and uh, I don't think Mike even really knows exactly how it's going to go he's worked with younger guys and he's upset them and he's been the best team and he's been the worst team he's kind of been through it all I think they've got the right guy leading him for something like this which is probably what's helping yeah. a lot of the players feel like well we've got this because we've prepared and if you put the work in you should be able to put your best foot forward but they've not they've not looked like they've been phased by anything yet and that's a good sign but that first game is really going to be a real reality check for them. Because, that first game, maybe yeah. even the first five minutes. Yeah. You know, when you realize, look, uh, to me, and I wrote about this after the season ended on, on Sunday, um, the reality of playing the Washington Capitals is, to me, you are playing the bona fide best team in the NHL right now. One of the best teams we've seen uh, in the last few years. And my argument was that, to get to where the Leafs want to be, which is a perennially a team that is a perennial contender, you have to beat beat the best. Yes. Right. And so, facing the Capitals early on uh, in their hopefully, you know, for them a number of playoffs to come in the future, facing the the Capitals this early might be a good thing for them because it's that reality check sooner. You go in, you play. Ottawa people think, well, you could probably do this, and the Battle of Ontario adds another layer to it. But now you are seeing 
a good team, a very, very good team for four, five, maybe six games. And I, I think that's a good thing for them. I think so, too. I mean, it will be good for next year, even if they don't get beyond this, even if they yeah. got other rounds. Maybe they would have felt spoiled by it. Maybe maybe they go into it thinking, oh, playoffs, this is no big deal. Right. And they have their foot off the gas and don't try or put the same kind of work in the next time around. So, yeah, I think so. I think that having the Capitals is going to be a good experience for them and, and uh, playing – uh, some real intense competition against a team that has perennially choked. Let's not yep. let's not um, mince words here. The Capitals have been the best team, but uh, I mean Barry Trotz doesn't have the track record of getting teams far into the playoffs. Albeit he is an excellent coach. Uh, there's always been questions about Alex Ovechkin's yep. work ethic in the playoffs. There are those things, and I think the Leafs number one strength to combat it is going to be will. Yeah, It's going to be the will and the commitment to work hard and to never get their mind off what they're really trying to do over the Capitals who've been known at times to perhaps take a break a little bit. I, I think this year everyone feels like this is their year and they've corrected all that stuff, but we really don't know. No, And, and I can see the, the Leafs being like, oh no, we have them. I bet they were watching secretly. They'll probably never admit it watching that last game, looking at who they're going to play. Well, they're playing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah. they found out, and then they saw They Toronto, go back to that game and they say, They're probably like, oh, no. shit. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I think so. Because I, I think the Leafs, I think everyone's been talking about the Leafs this year. Yeah. Everyone's been kind of, you know, tipping their cap to them and saying that these are the next Blackhawks, this is the next Dynasty team. And I think when Washington feels like this is supposed to be our year and that's who we're drawing, yikes. There, look, the, the general feeling, and, and you and I talked about this right off the bat this morning when we got to practice, the general feeling I get is Capitals in five. The Leafs win one at home because there is enough talent that you can probably score four goals on Brayton Holpe once. Right. But that's it. Are, are, are we both in agreement that Caps in five? I, I almost said Caps in four and a half because I'm not even convinced that they Yeah, no, can I, get I, one. I felt Caps in five. I think it's going to be five. I, I think maybe they win one of the games on the road. Do and you? Then win the ne- like maybe they win game two on the road and lose the next three. I, I just think that the Leafs at home, I mean, it's not that they've been better on the road than they've been at home, no. but they just seem to be looser on the road. And I think maybe that might be to their advantage for one of those okay, games. Yeah. And that will get people thinking, oh, series tied at one after two games. Maybe they can do it. Then the weight of the world comes crashing down at home at Air Canada Center. I'm going to – I see the Caps taking both in Washington and the Leafs. To me, I see them winning game four to kind of keep that hope alive. We've been talking about – or I think uh, John Fitzgerald had a piece about hope at the athletic earlier this week, um, yeah, and and that one is is the only one. I mean, it, I don't know. Have you spoken to anybody that thinks they can upset the Caps? No, no. It's just <laughs> it's like we, you know, this yeah. is this is about as far from a pick'em as we can get. Um, I've been putting it off. News of the day. Um, after the last game, we were all keeping an eye on three players in particular. That's Nikita Zaitsev, who went down with an upper body injury. 
Uh, Roman Polak uh, sustained an injury and played one shift in the third period. Yeah, and he stayed on the bench even though he was clearly wincing in right. agony. And he came on during yeah. TV timeouts to test it out. He didn't look that comfortable. And obviously, Freddie Anderson. Um, where are we at with those three? I didn't speak to any yeah, of those guys today. I mean, Anderson, it looks like he feels fine. It's going to be one of those running the gamut kind of things. And we, we still don't really know what the yeah, issue is. Yeah, he's still, like, he's clean. Like, he's not... Like, they won't clear him until they absolutely have to clear him for the game. The one thing I thought that was kind of strange, and I'm probably reading too much into it, was that... Was that... Was that McElhaney was practicing in Anderson's usual net. I noticed the same thing, and we both kind of stopped and looked at each other, because McElhaney was on the ice first, and when we were kind of... Oh, okay. So, Freddie's out there. Yeah. But it didn't... Yeah, and, and McElhaney didn't really get a lot of questions today, did he? No, and I mean, we all, like, we had the full full four of us at, at practice, yeah. so we all kind of attacked our own things, which, yeah. by the way, go to The Athletic, we have full-out coverage of that. Full-out? Uh, but, um, yeah, for, for the, I think it's the same thing with Anderson, where it's, where it's less severe, where he may not miss a game, but he might miss one. Like he did against yeah, the Sabres, yeah. like uh, in his last injury against the Sabres. And in which case, um, it looked like in practice that they kind of had the... They were in occupying different nets. And that usually isn't a barometer for anything. Usually what side of the net they're occupying more has to do with the morning skate than sure. it does the yep, practice. Yep. But it was definitely noteworthy because of how different it was. So I wonder if it's been implanted in their, in their minds that... McElhaney may need to go for one game. But, I mean, Anderson spoke. He seemed to kind of look like he was, everything was fine. The fact that he's practicing is a good sign. Yep. But it, it, it almost seems like it's following the same script, which is bad news in a sense that he might miss one game. But he looks fine. Um, as for the defenseman, uh, Roman Polak, I mean... He didn't practice. He didn't practice... Uh, but I mean, his injury, which looks like a leg of some kind, because he's trying to skate yeah, on it, yeah. doesn't appear to be anywhere near as severe as the potential for Nikita Zaitsev, who may have a concussion. And what was the update from Babcock today? That he would, uh, that he was optimistic that they'll play, but there was no guarantee. Okay. And that they were left off the ice. Now, and you're hearing things on Zaitsev. Right. Well, it, like apparently he was supposed to practice okay. uh, today. Or skate. Whether it's before the game, before or after. He might have been on the ice way early in the early hours. I don't know. The only person I saw skating with the injured players was Eric Fair. Really? Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he's kind of had... They said it was a hand injury. It looked like a... a finger of some kind. Yeah, because that was wrapped it was, up. It yeah, was heavily yeah. wrapped up. Yeah. And, I mean, the prognosis wasn't good. But, I mean, if we have to start going into depth and experience, that's a guy that they want to have, a guy who's played for yep. the Washington Capitals. Um, so, I mean, there could be some update there. But uh, it looks like um, I would be shocked if, if Zaitsev gets the clearance to play in Game 1. This is where the... The spotters and the tests. You'll you'll have more tests Wednesday or Tuesday. Now again, we should clarify. Yeah. We don't know that this is a concussion. Right. We don't. We don't know what this is. It's suspected. Okay. Um, and a tough blow, I would assume, for Zaitsev because we know that he's fairly close with Ovechkin. 
and would probably enjoy the chance to, to, to go up against him sure. for a few games. Um, the Leafs' defense was spotty to begin with, and losing Zaitsev, uh, anybody that listens yeah. knows I'm a big Zaitsev guy. I, I like what he's brought to the team. Well, also, whatever pair he plays on seems to now be dictating as the number one pair. Right. It's not necessarily Riley anymore. Uh, when you look at the depth of guys, and I think that's the most telling and biggest compliment. Now, we were talking about this as well before the podcast. Um, You don't think they're going to bring anybody up from the Marlies? No, I mean, you don't have to. No. But you have to start looking at what you have in the cupboard because let's look at it this way, and this this will be up at The Athletic. You've got two right-handed shooting defensemen who are out that both play different critical roles. Yeah. Roman Polak, a shutdown guy, he's their second most experienced playoff player, having gone to the Stanley Cup final with San Jose last year in a shutdown role. One that definitely Leafs took notice when they brought him back. Right. So there's that. Nikita Zaitsev defied all expectations, has now become the number one right-handed shooting defenseman. Yep. Key on the power play. Um, doesn't score a lot of goals, but is in a lot of offensive situations. Brings a, brings a good physical energy as Bring, well. Brings a good physical energy. It brings a lot of poise on the back yep. end. Uh, kind of help with the puck moving. Uh, especially playing with Gardner. It looked like he kind of solidified Gardner after it looked like he was kind of losing his edge okay. in the last couple months. You take those two guys out of the equation, and it really does not look good for the Maple Leafs going forward in that respect. They have, they have to look at... What, you've got Alexei Marchenko, who's last played March 25th. And he was getting a lot of work in practice today. Yeah. We have to assume that he will, be, he said, he will draw he, in the He line. said as much. I think I'm the only one who spoke to him today. But Were you, uh, were you refining your Russian no, skills? No, oh, okay. no. I don't. Like, when, when, it's, when it comes to brass tacks, I don't play around. Okay. Okay. So, so it was just about that. And, you know, he said it was his first full practice. Yeah. He said for him that was his first full practice as if he was getting ready to play. I mean, he... Because, they brought him in for a reason. Right. Well, they, they got him into that spot, so so there's that. Yeah. You have to factor that. My my feeling is that Polak will grind it out because in the, in the playoffs, you play through a lot of things. Yeah. And, and depending on the severity of the injury, you can go in through it. And, that, and that probably... Yeah, has some weight. Given that he's not playing a puck moving game, if you can slap a brace on it or do whatever you need to do, he's going to play. So some people read into the fact, oh, he's not practicing today. He's really hurt. I actually, maybe like you thought, well, he's not practicing today because he's going to be in for for game one and he needs that day off. Well, I feel like that they're doing that same kind of stuff. It's similar with Tyler Bozak. Yeah, the game's been banged up. And if, if you're banged up, Sports science guys are going to say, don't play, yeah. rest up, or whatever. Zaitsev, as far as I know, is undergoing more tests. And if you're being tested this much in the last three days, there aren't a lot of injuries that you get tested for this many times in such a short period of time. Yeah, it's this, that when one you're going through like, tests. Of the, of the big three, that one, the Zaitsev injury looks like the one that, that he won't be back. Um, and that's unfortunate. I mean, well, he, he could be bad. Like, with with concussions, you don't know. Don't he could get, miss a day. Yeah. He could miss a week. He could miss longer. It could be one day. I, I just severely doubt if they're still going through the testing phases that he'll be ready in time for game one. But okay. that's me. So, game one on, on Thursday. If the Leafs want to have any chance of stealing... Let's, let's not even say win the series because we're not... 
silly. Stealing two games, maybe rather stealing. optimistic. I well, I, I'm, I, I'm perhaps I'm pessimistic because I again <laughs> I think at, at max they get two or three games. What do they have to do? Like who who needs to step up for the Leafs to actually win two or three games in this series? Uh, well, I think the rookies have to show no sign of nerves. Okay, there's that. I think. I think the players who have to step up is well. If Anderson plays, Anderson has to steal yep. you games. I'm, I've always been a big proponent of how how, and this could be my goalie bias. And I always, you know, I always butt heads with with analytics versus goaltending. But goalies have that ability to steal you games and In change the playoffs absolutely and, and, and change the momentum of a yeah. series. So I think Anderson has to to be able to steal them a game or two. I think that's number one. I think number two is your veterans just have to to take the ball and run with it. I think Nazem Kadri has to build on what he built up in 2013 and 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 apply his defensive abilities and be able Na- to use Nas that. didn't say much today. I didn't. Was I was I involved in? in no, someone? I don't think he was around. No, it's interesting. Okay, let's let's not read too much. But he that, was but on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, I think he's in the zone of of wanting to kind of him and some of the other veterans who've been around really have have to kind of take the ball and run with it. Brian Boyle's going to be huge for them. A fourth line is going to be more than a fourth line yep. in this. They're going to be put in more matchup situations. And I just thought, thought it, fun, it was funny that one of the first visuals I saw when they came out onto yep. the ice before skating was Babcock and. Brian Boyle having a conversation, likely telling him that you're my guy when it comes to playoff experience. We need you to kind of help and and really kind of and Boyle, earn your weight. And Boyle knows that, like you know, being yeah. around Boyle the last few weeks, and and he he's just the very definition of composure uh, in the room. I mean, when when he's he's a great guy to talk to because he he still genuinely loves the game and he loves this time of year. Yes. You know, and that's there's a difference between oh, he's a proven playoff performer and he has playoff experience to a guy that plays this time of year and really loves that that tension that comes with the playoffs. Sure. Um, and and that's one thing that I've noticed from Brian Boyle is not just oh, he was brought in because he was in the playoffs the last seven seasons. He wants to be in this time of the year. You know, he he to enjoy it because some players don't. You know, if you if your first playoff experience is a negative one, then that is really going to affect your playoff experiences in the future, and that's probably a concern uh, around some of these young Leafs right now. You know, because if a player doesn't show up for the four and a half, five games they get, then it's it really casts a, a shadow over them moving forward, right? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, it's it's going to be. It's going to define how the Leafs go in the future. They really have to take this experience and push it forward and learn from it and take guys like Boyle yeah. and be able to absor- be a sponge. Like, that's really all it is. And I mean, these young guys that have been on the team this year, they really have surprised and they've managed to absorb a lot of this info and they managed to get a lot of guys to kind of come around on it. Yeah. I think um, if they can keep doing that, it'll it'll work out pretty well for them. Were you, I'm going to totally change direction here, were you, as the the traveling writer, were you 
hoping for a Washington or Ottawa. Why matchup. do you do this? To I me? know, I, I know, I, <laughs> I, I have to because I don't get to travel with the team. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the phone with the parents. I, I talked to three different Leafs parents today, and so I don't get to, to travel with the team. Where, where would you have rather gone? Um, I, uh, Washington's fun. I think yeah. it's, it's going to be a good city. Um, I think a lot of people would have liked Ottawa because it would have been an all-Canadian series and the fifth installment of the Leaf Senators' playoff rivalry and, and how long that's been. A rivalry that is kind of on life support right now, considering that Because of just, how long it's been? Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they've done it in the, in the regular season so much. I mean, the Leafs and the Habs haven't been in a playoff series since, what, 79? It's been like a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time, and I, right. I, I don't right. think people would look any different on that like if they right. like once they get in there that like the magic is gone or yeah. anything like that uh, it's, it's an interesting point to look at it as far as road goes I mean Boston was fun in 2013 yep uh, I think it's great I think it's only fitting and I know I'm not answering the question directly that this new Leafs team gets a new playoff matchup mm. I hadn't thought about it like that but that's very that's that's very fitting in a way because it's less to compare. Yeah, it's less to compare. It's an it's an unveiling in a way. Yes, you know, it's an unveiling uh, to the world. Here's our our new playoff babies, um, you know, and and the NHL uh, is it's it's not kind when it comes to to these uh, playoff matchups. And and again, like it, I, I really maintain that it's better for them. It's just better for them to, to not just see okay. Not only this is what the, this is what the playoffs are like, but this is what you have to do to win in the playoffs consistently. Because that's been that's the thing that I think we will need to talk about more. And people are talking about it, but we'll need to talk about more uh, at the end of this season. Is great. The Leafs did better than expected, but now they have to get better and better and better. Shanahan is building this team to be a contender year after year after year. It's not like they're riding a wave. They're right. going to peak in two or three seasons, and then it's not. I don't think he wants this team to be a cyclical kind of thing. He wants them to contend year after year. Right. Right? So see a team that has contended year after year. See them right now. You know, and there's some weird parallels. Like, look, uh, it's not as if the Capitals have just one or two things. The Capitals have a lot of depth up front as the Leafs are trying to build towards. Uh, the Capitals have an absolute monster in net. Yeah, they do. And Frederick Anderson is building towards being a top five goalie in the league. I think if he follows the same trajectory, he might be there. Right. Um, on defense, they certainly don't have that absolute horse, that's not taking anything away from Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, and I'm not saying that there are incredible parallels there in their game, but you know Kevin Shattenkirk came in and was expected to be a, their number one D guy. Um, whether or not he's right for that role, I don't know. People could say the same thing about Morgan Riley. You say, well, is he a number one D man? I don't know. So that you just want to watch them and see what do they do, and you don't want to sit there starstruck, but you have to see what it takes to be good year after year. And I think, if anything, you, you know, you, you have to take positives away from this matchup. 
Here's the other thing I think the Leafs might be able to take advantage of is maybe the youth gives them more energy and they're not as bogged down. But, I mean, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. You think the younger you are, you have more, you have more energy and, you know, you'll have more endurance as yeah. a result and you'll be able to kind of last the distance. I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore. Like, I used to think that that was the case, but now I guess it depends on how well you keep your body. Yep. Like, and even if you keep your body well, you actually mature later in years, not early. You'll, like, you'll actually have more energy in your late 20s, early 30s if you keep your body to that point than maybe the 18-year-old who just right, can right. kind of throw it all out there. So it's tough to say. I mean, the Leafs are going to be in tough. We know that. It's going to take – a lot of things can happen. Like it's going to take – maybe something happens to the Capitals where the frustration settles in. Maybe Nylander does something that really confuses the and he's, Capitals And he's a team. player that, that we are going to have. Uh, personally, I'm going to have my eyes on because I think he's been their best rookie the last few years. Um, well, and yeah. I, I think he's going to be a, a player that really – Steps up because I think he's a bit unbothered by the whole thing. Right. That's the. That's just what I've gotten from him in terms of his personality all year. That, that this and nothing phases him. Well, it's important to see if he takes the lessons he's learned in the last couple of months of playing without the puck. Right. And apply it because there's still that element of doubt, and I, I I'm almost convinced that Babcock's switching of Nylander in practice even for the playoffs, even though everything was working well, yeah. is because of that element of doubt and trust in him. That's because if he if he was fully confident there, he wouldn't be making those kind of swaps. And I think he's thinking this isn't going to be the high-flying, score a lot of goals uh, type of game. It's going to be more of the get-your-act-together, play tight, and then, you know, Rush back to the other end if you get an opportunity, but well, what you, an better opportunity. Make, you better make sure your defensive responsibilities are, are there. Well, what an opportunity for him, then, to, yeah. to prove it. Well, I mean, he did not do himself any favors in his last taste of playoff hockey with the Marlies last year. And, I mean, this is this year, and that was last year, yeah. but Babcock watched those games closely and remembers them. And that relationship is going to be very key to watch over the course of these next two weeks. It, there will be a lot of different storylines to follow. I think we're going to see... Um, it, it's it's also good that, that a player like Austin Matthews uh, gets some exposure in a big hockey market in the States. Sure. Uh, you know, that's that's something that, that will be good, I think, for everyone involved um, because he's only improved this year and I think he's only going to continue to improve... Um, but we will wrap it up on this. I mean, it, if you, if it, is there any way that, that, that they can beat the Caps? Can we provide any hope to the Leafs fans that are listening to this podcast right now? If Holtby gets injured, maybe. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know how Grubauer has done this year, but they won the Jennings, right? So, yeah. So there's not going to be a lot of room for offense. There's that. Um, I think it starts there, and it starts with trying to get the better of OV and Backstrom and Johansson. If they can get the better of those guys and the offense can kind of counteract, it's going to be great. But I just don't know if 
if the players realize how little opportunity there's going to be for offense. I, I, I completely agree. I don't. I just think that, and Babcock has mentioned this time and time again. He's talked about space a lot over the last three sure. years and the lack of space that's going to come in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to assume that we'll be back doing this at least sometime. Between game three and four. Between game three and four, the Leafs. So we've got Thursday, Saturday then in Washington, and then... Monday, Wednesday in a Toronto. A pretty quick turnaround. I was a bit surprised that... I, I thought they would have gone Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. I thought they would have given them two days off, but it's the first round. Look, first round is maybe the most exciting round. Right. I think... Um, what it comes down to is a compromise of U.S. and Canadian television. Sure. Uh, if it was an all-Canadian series, they might get that, so they can start it right back on the Saturday. But um, they definitely got that benefit of having Game 2 on a Saturday. But there's U.S. commitments now with the Washington opponent that has a lot of eyeballs on it, now with Matthews, and now with the Washington team that NBC is going to be able to dictate that. I just find it funny that in the States, Game 1 is going to be on the same network that shows WWE, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown. What? <laughs> it's, it's on the USA Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because this is a yeah. fun time because in the States, they have so many playoff games right. and so few channels that NBC starts using their whole collection of cable channels. Yeah. So, like, I remember a couple years ago, there was a, there was a playoff game on CNBC. Like the the business yeah. stock channel, which is weird. That is like weird. Grant, granted, the, the bell the bell has closed at that, at that point. Nevertheless, but it's still funny. Uh, lots and lots and lots of previews and content coming up. Um, you've got a lot of the day to day stuff. I'll have stories up Thursday or sorry Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, about some of the people behind the scenes, uh, parents of the players that are keeping guys level headed also have something very fun to keep an eye on. Something that will appeal if you like the segment that Don Cherry usually runs when player when he shows players walking into the arena and lauds hockey players for how good they look. Something you might want to keep an eye on. As always, theathletic.com slash Toronto with this podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Um, safe travels to Washington. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay. It's going to, like, I've only been to Washington maybe twice. Okay. And they, were, and they were always the back half of back to back, so you were only there for less than 24 hours. Like I said, be safe, stay out of, it's a, it's a strange time to be in Washington, but I, I'm, I'm sure I'll get back into the country. <laughs> good, good. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Star Hawking!